All right, this is going to be off to him. We don't have a, a, a offertory place since COVID come along. So if you wish to do that, there's a box back in the back, and there's a box right here on the other side of where Lee is at right here. If you wish to do that uh, a little later, we just quit passing the plate a long time ago. But if you would, stand with me, please, and turn the paper or on the screen. We've got the screen 160, blow in the gravy, lady.
Now do 
took from his head the thorny crown and wrapped him in a linen gown. They laid him down to rest inside the tomb. The holes in his hands and his feet inside now. In our hearts we know he died to save us from ourselves. Oh, hallelujah. There are times when I 
Matthew chapter 28, we'll be looking at verses 5 through 7. Today is Resurrection Sunday, the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Over the past several weeks, we have looked at several different things regarding the crucifixion. We have looked at Jesus' betrayal by Judas Iscariot. We have also looked at the necessity of the cross. We've looked at what it means to be a Christian. And last Sunday evening, we looked at Peter's denial of Jesus Christ. Today, we are going to look at the resurrection and why Jesus had to rise from the dead. So if you will, look at Matthew 28, and we'll be looking at verses 5 through 7. It's written, But the angel answered and said to the women, Fear ye not, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord was laid, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee, and there ye shall see him. Lo, I have told you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. And Lord, we just thank you for the resurrection. We thank you, Lord, for salvation that comes through you and only through you. And Lord, I just pray today as we worship that you would just let your spirit be made manifest here today, Lord, that if there's anyone here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. And again, Lord, we lift up those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones, those who cannot make it today, Lord. We just lift each one up with them up, Lord, and just pray that you would be with each one. And Lord, just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. And Lord, I just pray again that you would just be with me today and give me the words to say that the words that are spoken would be your words. And Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, in this passage, we find the announcement of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you were to look back at verses 1 through 4, you're going to see that his followers did not have time to prepare his body for burial because of the coming Sabbath day. So they had to bury Christ quickly. And then on the Sabbath, or after the Sabbath day, you had three women. Matthew gives us the names of two of them, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome. And then if you look in Luke, you see the third woman, which was Joanna, and we see that in Luke 24, verse 10. They are going to the tomb in order to prepare the body for proper burial because he had just been laid in the tomb and, and wrapped in the tomb clothes. He did not have the spices and anointing that they were going to do for the proper burial. And what we see is when they arrive at the sepulcher, a great earthquake takes place. And an angel comes down and he rolls away the stone that is covering 
the door to the sepulcher. Now, if you look back in verse 27, what you see is Pontius Pilate had placed guards at the tomb to keep the disciples from stealing the body. And what the scripture tells us is that when the Roman guards saw the angel, it says they became like dead men. They passed out. They passed out because of fear of what they were seeing. But it says that the women were astonished at what they saw. They were astonished at this angel that had come to roll away the stone. And then we see what the angel says to him. He says, fear not. Fear not. Don't be afraid because I have good news to give you. And what was the good news? The good news was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He gave them the good news of Jesus' resurrection. He says, fear not, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. And then look at what he says after that. He says, he is not here. The angel did not roll away the stone for Jesus to come out of the tomb. Jesus had already risen and already left the tomb. The angel moves the stone out of the way so the women could go in and see that the tomb was empty. Christ had already left. He says, fear not, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. And then he says, he is not here. He is not here. Jesus had already gone from the tomb. For he is risen as he said. One of the promises of Jesus Christ was that he would be given to the Gentiles and crucified, but then that he would raise on the third day. He is not here. He is risen as he said. And then look at what the angel says. Come, see the place where the Lord was laid. And then in verse 7, he tells them to go quickly and tell the disciples. Go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead. And when we look at this verse or these verses, we see that the angel tells them four different things. The angel tells them four things concerning the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The first thing is, is that Jesus was not in the tomb. He had risen. Fulfilling the promise that he had given to the disciples that he would be crucified and then that he would rise from the dead. The sepulcher was empty. And then the angel tells them to look. Come look and see the place where the Lord was laid. And what we see in the other Gospels is that when they went in and looked in the tomb, when Peter looked in the tomb, all Peter saw was the grave clothes. Christ was not there. And then the angel tells them to go and tell the disciples. Go tell the disciples that he had risen from the dead. Go tell these 11 terrified men that are housed up somewhere that their Lord was risen. 
And this comes into better focus later on because those disciples went from four or from 11 terrified men to 11 zealous men for God because Christ had arisen from the dead. And then the angel says, tell the disciples that Jesus was going into Galilee and they would see him in Galilee. But why was this announcement so important? Why was the announcement that the angel made so important? Because when we look at Christ's resurrection, salvation did not end at the cross. The sacrifice was paid for at the cross. The blood was shed at the cross. But for our salvation, Christ also had to rise from the dead. He had to arise from the dead. And just as the cross is central to our faith, the resurrection is at the heart of it as well. Christ had to rise from the dead so that we could have life. For our salvation, Jesus had to die on the cross. He had to suffer. He had to shed his blood. He had to become a curse for us as we looked at the other day where he was hung on a tree and he became a curse for us. He had to do this. He had to take our place on the cross. He had to shed his blood for us, becoming our sacrifice for sin. And without his death, the atonement would have never happened. He had to die. He had to die so that we could have life. Eternal life through him. Yet, our salvation and the salvation of all that believe on Jesus Christ does not end at the cross. It ended at the empty tomb. He had to rise from the dead. But why? Because when we look at the resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus Christ proves many different things. The first is, if you look over at Romans chapter 1, verse 4, the first thing it proves is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. His resurrection proves that He is the Son of God. Paul writes and declared mightily to be the Son of God, touching the spirit of sanctification by the resurrection from the dead. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves that He is the Son of God. Because when you look at resurrection that takes place in the scripture, in the Old Testament, when Elijah and Elijah raised people from the dead, where did the power come from? The power came from God. They had to pray. And God would, through their prayer, he would intercede and the person would rise from the dead. And then when we see Jesus Christ when he resurrected people, when he resurrected Lazarus, 
When he resurrected Jairus' daughter, what happened? He prayed, but what did he say? He said, I'm saying these words so that the people here will believe. When Jesus rose from the dead, he did it on his own because he is the Son of God. He is God. And the resurrection proves that he is God and the Son of God. The resurrection also is part of salvation. That's the second thing. The resurrection is part of salvation. And we've talked a little bit about that. But we must believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. To be saved, we must believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. That he shed his blood for our sins. But we must also believe that he rose from the dead. Because if you believed he died and that he never rose from the dead, you're lost. You must believe that he not only died, but that he rose from the dead for salvation. As Paul writes in Romans 4.25, Jesus died for our sins, but he rose for our justification. We're saved by grace through faith, but faith in what? Faith in the dead and risen Savior, Jesus Christ the one who died and the one that took up his life again. We must believe that he rose from the dead to be saved. His death and his resurrection are key to our salvation. His resurrection shows that he is the son of God. His resurrection also means that believers can be justified in the sight of God. And third, his resurrection proves that he not only defeated sin, but he also defeated death. He defeated death. We no longer have to fear death. Think about it. Paul tells us that the wage of sin is death. When Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, God punished them with death. Physical death and spiritual death. But through Jesus Christ, we no longer have to fear either physical death or spiritual death. Because we know that with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're no longer spiritually dead. We are alive in Jesus Christ. And we also know that if we die in Christ, we will go to heaven. We no longer have to fear death. His resurrection shows that he defeated not only sin, but he defeated death. Death has been defeated by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul writes about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 55 through 57 where he says that death is swallowed up in victory. Victory by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus' resurrection proves something else. It proves that the Bible 
is true. It proves the truth of God's word. How? Again, look at the 11 terrified men that became zealous for Christ. Why would 10 of them die martyrs' death if the resurrection never happened? Why would they die for something that never happened? But not only that, the scripture tells us that Jesus' resurrection was witnessed by over 500 people. Over 500 people saw the resurrected and risen Savior. His resurrection is the best witnessed ancient event ever recorded. And it's even recorded by a little known man named Josephus who worked for the Romans. And he was not a Christian. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves the truth of the Bible. And in doing so, it proves several different things in regards to the Bible. The first is, it proves the promises that are found in the Bible. It proves the promises that God has given us. That we can have eternal life and forgiveness through Jesus Christ. It proves that we are united with Christ through salvation. Whenever we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit and united with Him. His resurrection proves that. His resurrection also made the way for the coming of the Holy Spirit whenever we receive Christ. We are given that indwelling Spirit but his resurrection also proves that one day we will too rise like he did. That we will rise one day. And his resurrection also gives us hope. Hope in our future. But the resurrection also proves something else. It proves that Jesus Christ will one day judge the living and the dead. He tells us that all judgment is given into his hand and the resurrection proves that. Because he is the son of God. All will stand before him one day and be judged. The resurrection proves all of these things. That he is the son of God. That he is needed for our justification. That resurrection is needed for our justification. It proves the truth of the Bible. Yet for the resurrection. We need the cross. He had to die. So that he could rise again. Both are equally important for our faith. So today I want to ask, do you believe in the resurrected and risen Savior? Do you know Christ? Do you believe on his death, burial, and resurrection? Because it is the means of our salvation. And you must believe on him and receive him to have eternal life. And you must believe everything about him.
Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, I just thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, for your promises. I thank you, Lord, for your resurrection. Lord, I just pray today that you would be with us as we go into this time of invitation. Lord, if there is anyone here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that you would just speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.